ho, 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 and a bottle of bourbon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Comic Boogies podcast. From us to you, wherever you're listening around the world, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Overall, happy holidays. We hope you are safe and well with family and friends. This week in episode 136, we have a special, special first time segment that is brought to you by myself and mainly my wife, but Mark has no idea what it is, and I'm super excited to unveil it, and hopefully we'll do this every single year. The TCB Super Contest in the NFL rolls into week 16. Sean is on my ass. It's coming down to the wire. It is anybody's game. Who is going to take it away? And in comics, we were gone last week, so we have two full weeks of books to talk about, and big, big news. We have Spider-Man No Way Home stats. We have news in the Batman Blue Beetle, and we have some huge releases this week in The Book of Boba Fett and The Matrix Resurrections. All of that and three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree for this spectacular Christmas 2021 edition of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's roll, baby. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Come Boogies podcast, episode 136 is here, and we are brought to you by, as always, for yet another Christmas time, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go see Alex and visit the shop tomorrow, Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021. He's also open Friday and Saturday, probably not this week because that's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but any other time, he's open those three days, and he's got everything you need to start your pull list or any back issues you need, but it's a great shop, great community. When we love that shop, and, and that's the reason why you know we choose that to go there every week. Man, I need to get back in there. But um, hey, hey, let me let me just cut this short real quick and just tell yeah. you, thank you, Mike. Ever since I started this journey on the Comic Bookies podcast, and you know, reading and picking up books and being mm-hmm. introduced to Alex, I'll tell you the truth, man. It really has become a family. There's at least ten guys, you know. It's like a barber shop, right? When you go yeah. into the barber shop weekly, bi-weekly, you see the people, you talk to the barber, you talk to the customers, and you guys kind of end up knowing each other. It's the same exact thing at the comic book shop, and I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners and fans out there can attest to it. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. When I go into Alex's shop, I've been going in Fridays a lot more than Wednesdays now, albeit you did say go in tomorrow on the 23rd. Second, yep. no, the 22nd. Sorry, yes, yeah. um, because he will only be open Wednesdays for this week and next week. He'll be resuming to his original oh, uh, schedule too. after the new year, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's only open Wednesday for these next two weeks. But people out there, I'm pretty sure that most of our listeners probably aren't in the vicinity of being able to visit him within <laughs> a driving distance. So yeah. many people that listen to us you know that might check him out probably or via the internet or via his ebay shop or whatnot but the guy has all types of issues all types of backstories he's always buying collections he's always trying to provide the best that he can and um yeah like mike said check him out for sure but uh mm-hmm. sorry mike sorry for cutting you off i just oh, want no, to you're say good, that, man. yes it's, it's fun as hell every time i go in there and it really really you know pays testament to like what we do on this podcast because I go in there. We know Alex is a diehard Rams fan, you know, Dodgers fan. He also 
You know, he uh, he somewhat likes the Raiders. You know, he's always telling I mean, me yeah, that. Yeah, he Raiders was down there in L.A. when they were down there. So I think yeah. that's his number two team. So, so the Raiders are his second team in the NFL. Obviously, if it's not the Rams, it's the Raiders for him. And just, uh, you know, he's a Lakers fan and whatnot. But, dude, I love talking to sports with Alex. Bunch of customers that are in there. They also love talking about sports and whatnot. Curry breaking the records. Shout out Stephen Curry. You are the man when it comes to shooting, the best shooter of all time. But it is fun as hell. I love getting my books. I love going in there weekly. I hope all of you guys around the world, everybody, all of our listeners, all of our fans, uh, just make it a fun experience when you pick up your books because yeah. uh, it truly it truly is, man. So I, mean, I just want to throw that in, brother. No, it's I mean, and then to add on that, it's like pe- people who actually go into the shop too, like not just Treasure Island, but people that we've met at like cons or just like like anywhere, and you know they see like our shirt or they see like Batman, right? And they want to talk comics. Like we were told early when we were the earlier when we were doing this podcast like a couple years ago by a, a person we were interviewing, they told us that they were like, hey, like. This is a great idea, but you're probably not going to find a lot of people in comics who like sports as well. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna call bullshit on that because there have been plenty of people who, when we talk about comic books, somewhere in there, when we say, "Oh, we also do sports," oh, nice, nice, and they talk about you know, you know, their favorite teams, the Cubs or the 49ers or anything like something comes up in sports also, you know, and like in all the in most of these conversations. So yeah, I mean that's what we strive to do in the beginning because it was like two of the things that i love the most and you guys jumped on with me and and you know you and sean have have grown uh spectacularly in the comic book realm so far in these you know almost three years we've been doing this but um no i appreciate you cutting me off because i'm you know sorry if who's ever listening to this but man i'm just getting over being sick so like talking for like you know a long time i I don't want to go into like a coughing fit so uh, but yeah, but no, but thank you for cutting me off there. I, I appreciate that. But um, yeah, I mean, I unfortunately got this down in um, Southern California. <clears throat> Disneyland was cool. Um, unfortunately, the kids got sick first and then, you know, just kind of sleeping in a small hotel room with them for five days. Me and my wife ended up getting it. She's, you know, she's over the hill. She's on the way down. And just yesterday I was like on top of the hill. So it's been a bad couple of days. It's just a cough. We all tested negative for COVID too, so that's good that you know we didn't we we weren't in the park like you know oh la, la, you know tested well, positive for well, COVID or whatever. But well, starting in 2022, you're going to be able to get your free uh, test via Joe Biden. If you didn't hear today, he's going to be sending out I think half a million COVID tests. Wait, I mean, like where would you go to get them? I think they're being mailed to you. For, oh. I, I'm not exactly sure, but Biden had a big speech today. And he addressed the nation about the whole Omicron and what's going on. He said there's not going to. He said there's not going to be lockdowns. Thank the Lord. But um, for some, yeah. one of the one of his things that he said is he's going to be giving out. Free. Um, yeah, he's going to be giving out. I think half a million or something like that. Uh, yeah. COVID free, uh, test kits. Free to, COVID uh, tests. Yeah. For Americans, which you know, I, I you kind of Wal- like that. You go to Walgreens to get a free test right now. But I, as long as you're uh, three, like three years I, older or older. I you can get a free mine. COVID test. I paid for mine. It comes in a box. You get two tests, right? It's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I yeah, mean, the Binax or whatever, the Binax, rapid tests. Abbott, yeah, Abbott Labs. But yeah. that, I mean, I, I bought that. It was a couple of weeks, um, months ago. Um, but obviously, they're going to be giving them free now, I guess. And I always said that I'm like, you know, you might as well, if you're going to give out the free vaccines, give out a couple of free tests. Why not? You know, yeah, true. like let the American people, people know yeah. that you're. You know, because if, yeah, if you're, if you're going to get vaccinated, right, and then you're going to go on a trip because you feel confident that you're vaxxed. And then when you come back, 
to California, which a lot of companies are still more like, you know, uh, conservative about the coronavirus itself. Um, yeah, why not get the few tests? Because you probably have to test yourself, or at least you would want to before you go back to work. You know, that's, that's that makes sense. And I didn't know that work was, you know, I, I would have thought that your employer or anybody's employer wouldn't just want an at-home test. They would probably want something more uh, with a little bit of backing behind it or paperwork via a health, a health employer or a yeah. health provider, you know. But, hey, I guess uh, if employers are going to take at-home tests, why not? Uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Omicron, I guess it's not as strong, but it's very, very – it spreads crazy, so – yeah, it's well, going to we'll infect talk- a lot of people. Hopefully, everybody's going to be fine. I think that there's only been one death thus far, and that was today, if I'm not mistaken, or yesterday on Monday. Oh, that that's there good. Was, so, I mean, that's probably a reason why a lot of these sports have been um, postponed, you know, because you just said that it's it's more um, <clears throat> easily contracted, you, you know, whether or not it's lethal, more or less lethal than other variants. I mean, people are getting getting it easier. It's probably why we're going to see a lot of these uh, postponements and and you know moving around of games. But uh, but before we get into our brand new segment, um, Disneyland was was fun. Um, just kind of when you have kids and as they grow up, you know, like you have done, Mark. I think you've gone at least what two or three times with your daughter. You just kind of live vicariously through them. You know, my daughter had a blast uh, on the teacups, and she she went on like the big kid rides too. Oh, like, she, she's exactly forty inches, right? So she went on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. She went on, on the new uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. I mean, she wanted to go on Space Mountain and like the Matterhorn. And we were like, nah, I don't know about those ones. Like you might, you know, but she, you know, of course, Pirates, that's not a, you know, a height one. But no, she went on, she she had a, oh, a fun Pirates time. Pirates is the best, dude. Pirates is fun. Pirates, Pirates is the best. Pirates. Although, Pirates. although Danielle showed me um, a video yesterday, I think it was a couple of days ago, one of the cars on uh, Pirates fell off of the track like, you know how when you are going to, like, it's like the end of the ride and you kind of go around, you see people waiting in line. So one of the cars the fell off the track. It was, like, literally up on the bricks. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, it was really fun. Uh, really super, super cold, which is probably one of the reasons why I sound like this. Um, and I've been coughing up green and yellow crap for the last couple of days. Um, but no, it, it, it was a good time. And um, I don't know. Uh, we had not arguments, but, like, kind of conversations about, like, when the next time we would go. I don't want to do like a, a double stroller. Like I'd rather keep it to like where my daughter's old enough to walk for most of the time. And maybe like my son, but I don't know. Like it was, it, it but at the same time, it was kind of convenient to keep stuff at the bottom, any souvenirs or blankets that we had. And oh, then, you double strolled it. Yeah. Because like, oh. dude, like at, at a couple points during the week, they were both napping in the stroller. Yeah. So it was like super convenient. She, ju- and, like, she just turned four shot out, uh, MMB. Yeah. Right, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. She just turned four yesterday. Yep. Turned four yesterday, Monday, um, December (laughs) twentieth. But dude, I'm telling you right now, my daughter, she's six. She's about two years, about yeah, give her yeah, two years older than your daughter. But I'll tell you what, once they're six, you ain't gonna need that double stroller no more, brother. So Cam, Cam, but like like like, when they're like six years old, I would still say that at a certain time at the night and during the night, they're gonna get kind of cranky, tired. Or whatever, you, you're not gonna want to hold them. Like I know six years old's like is a little much for a stroller, but it was definitely beneficial a little bit, you know, to, to have like the you know the the, the four year old in there. She she looked kind of big in there, so I don't know if she if, if she's on was the, the side by side, the side by side, or the front to back. 
side by side. Uh, it was you're cool. the one of the assholes with the side by side that takes up all the space. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it wasn't too bad because actually the crowds weren't as bad. And actually, my wife found a cool service to where uh, I don't know if it was an app, but it was at least a website where this lady she has a bunch of these strollers because she probably you know she lives right there, so it's actually a good idea. And she rents them, so it was like twelve dollars a day. She drives over to our hotel, drops it off in the lobby, and then we take it on our way the whole time. And then when we leave and check out the hotel, we leave it in the lobby and she comes and gets it. You know, she gave us a free uh, uh, rain cover for the whole stroller because one of the days it was dumping ass um, when we were trying to go to a California adventure. But yeah, I mean, the whole trip was really, really cool. Other than the favorite part. Huh? Your favorite part. My favorite part. The new Star Wars. Probably the new Star Wars. That was that was pretty pretty dope. Um, actually, I I, I found it uh, one of my new favorite foods at the Galactic Grill. It's like the little um, it's it's in Tomorrowland. It's like in between Autopia and Space Mountain. It's on the backside of of Buzz Lightyear, like kind of on the opposite. There's like this fried chicken sandwich and it has like a spicy coleslaw on it. Oh my god, it was so good. How much? How much was that? I mean, it came with it came with a side. So like that and French fries was like ten or eleven. So I mean for Disney prices, like not that's that's, a, that's like a, that's like a normal meal, you know? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no that it, that was a delicious sandwich. But uh, but all in all, it was, it, it was a good trip. It's good to be back. Um, trying to get healthy right in time for Christmas. So, but I think I'll be okay. Uh, only two days of work, and then I'm off for all those days, and then same thing next week. I only work one day. So I literally for from now until the end of the year, I work three more days. That's God, it. God blam, God bless lamb research. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Um, so, um, yeah. So, it, without further ado, let me introduce my wife. She's been on the podcast uh, a couple of times over there the last two and a half, three years. So, she's going to introduce the game uh, to to us. Uh, cue the music. Cue the Christmas music. And um, yeah, so we're going to get this game started. Uh, my lovely wife Danielle is going to. Uh, she's going to. Uh, announce the rules. So here you go, sweetheart. Take it away. Hi, Mark. Hello. Christmas. This is a. Uh, this is a. Uh, okay. So this is it this is Christmas is... time. It is time to get into the spirit, TCB guys. So we are going to play. We are going to play a little game called Naughty or Nice Sports Edition. <laughs> I am going to give you some names. And you are going to have to tell me whether you think they deserve to be on the naughty list or the nice list. Now, you've got to think of all of 2021. Mm-hmm. How did this person, this group, whatever, how did they behave this year? Is Jake are they Paul gonna get on that? Or are they going to get some presents? Okay. So if you guys are ready, Michael does not know who's on this list either. So it is a surprise for both of you. Yeah. You are allowed to debate it. If you don't agree, but we're going to keep your explanations of where they land on the list as brief as we can. Okay. So, Mark, if you're ready, Mike, if you're ready. I'm ready. Cue the dun-dun-dun. Right. right let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, first one. First one. Urban Meyer. Does he deserve to be on the nice list or the naughty list? <laughs> Herbs. What do you think, Mark? Uh... On the naughty list or the nice list? Uh, I guess I'd have to say the naughty list, man. Uh, honestly, I know he's been coming out with a couple more statements lately. 
but I haven't read too much into him. I haven't heard too much of what he's had to say. But, you know, starting off your first season with getting your thangalang rubbed on while you're at the mm-hmm. bar and you're married and just uh, it's just not a good look for him. So uh, with him being his first season in, you know, Florida already got the best of him. So I'd have to say, you know, Urban, you already did it once in Gainesville, but you couldn't do it over there in uh, Jacksonville. So you're on the naughty list, brother. Yeah, he's on he's on the naughty list for me too, just for for those reasons. And he'll be on the extra naughty list if he goes back to college and starts to coach the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Is that, that the rumors? It. Is that rumors? Well, well, you remember what my brother said a couple weeks ago? He like showed pictures because he used to be like on the coaching staff years ago for Notre Dame. So if that's the whole thing, if he goes back and then co- head coaches uh. Notre Dame, ah, uh, dude, because he's all the you know he, they're gonna get a bunch of good recruits and stuff. So I don't know. All right, next one. Tiger Woods. Jeez. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is on the is on the nice list. Now remember, you need to think of all of 2021. Yeah. Well, we just we kind of discussed. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I would say nice list because you know, with the documentary came out this year, right? The HBO one about his life or whatever. But I mean, he's kind of. Um, he got in the accident. Yeah, true. But he didn't. At least he didn't, um, you know, hurt anybody. He was by himself, <laughs> right? So, I mean, he's he's had to deal with some demons and stuff. But, you know, in this day and age, if you have st- steroids or you know, you know, uh, drug addiction, like you know, if you apologize, if you go to rehab, like people are quick to you know forgive you. And now he's on this trajectory with his son. You know, he got second place in that tournament last weekend with like a father son uh, type of deal. So that's pretty cool. So I think he's making strides towards being on the night on the nice list, like all of 2021. I don't know. I, 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 I'd cut the guy a break. I love tiger. Nice yeah. List. I was, I, I'd say the exact same thing, Mike. I mean, you could be, they're kind of offsetting penalties to me. You know, he mm-hmm. gets in the car crash. He messes up his legs. You know, he almost ends his career. It could have still ended his career. You know, you see him out there coaching his son now and just, uh, little what's it the charlie or something i think his name so you know at the end of the day dude now he's trying to get right trying to he knows his career is coming to an end the best he can do out there is show face and be out there with his son and just uh help his son out and try to help his son be the best they could be us as parents obviously that's what we strive for to have our kids be better versions of ourselves right so nonetheless you know offsetting penalties naughty for falling asleep ending up in a ditch like girl end up what was that song the um the outcast what do you say you end up in the ditch bitch you know, oh yeah um you know, uh, what that outcast song yeah, roses yeah roses, crash yeah. crash crash into, crash into a ditch just playing ah. <laughs> so, nonetheless, there right. he is. Right, He's in the ditch. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers would only make the nice. Actually, Aaron Rodgers is going to make the nice list for next year if he goes and wins the Super Bowl because that was my pick at the beginning of the season. But he's definitely on the naughty list this year. Um, you know, the whole drama that he was causing with not wanting to be on the on the team. You know, like he was d- demanding a trade and said he wasn't going to go to camp. And then obviously the whole thing with the the vaccinations the vaccination status like he knew what he was doing like someone specifically asked him are you vaccinated from the coronavirus and he i don't know what i, I can't even yeah oh yeah 
I'm, I'm immunized. It's like, come on, dude. Like he told, and he like he risked like missing games or you know that's kind of like, you know that's selfish, you know, like in a way. Like if you're not vaxxed, like whatever. Like that was his choice, but he didn't have to lie about it. He could have, you know, he could have missed a game and that would have been, you know, he bad for just, him. He could have just he could have just Kyrie Irving it out, right? I mean, just <laughs> well, that's bad. That's way bad for the team if you're going to go Kyrie Irving, then you miss like multiple games. But I mean, I know why he did it, you know. Like he wants to play, but then he's kind of against vaccinations, you know, but so I would, I would put him on the naughty list for sure. Yeah, I probably have to agree. I mean, he obviously wasn't nice. I mean, what he's doing on the field with Devonte Adams is pretty damn nice. And yeah, that's, you know, nice. leading, leading divisions, looking pretty damn good out there, looking like a contender. But um, yeah, when it comes to his persona, I just think uh, if you're not, you know out of green bay and you're not really a cow fan like i am and whatnot mm. i just think that um he, he's not a very likable guy in my opinion you know uh we could have the sponsor of this podcast come on on his quarterly uh on his quarterly oh, know, right? um on his quarterly uh, interview that we have with him but nonetheless uh yeah aaron Rodgers. I love I love him on the field. He's kind of like a LeBron James to me. I love him on the hardwood, but you know, keep your your politics, keep your other stuff out of it. Kind of would, would I'm the same way with AR man. I, I love him on the field. I, I I appreciate what he did for speaking his voice, but dude, like you just don't have to lie about it. Like it's kind of trash how him and Tim Brown have to get fake ass cards and shit. It's, I know. I mean, it's a it's a it's a different story if you get fake cars. If you like, you work in like at a McDonald's or like mm. something. No disrespect for people at McDonald's, but you in the NFL, you in a hot, you in a very very high profile, you know, player. You playing for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's your quarterback. You guys just won the Super Bowl. It's just uh, it's not good for Tim Brown. It's not good for Aaron Antonio Rogers. Brown. Oh, yeah, Tim. Yeah, sorry. Antonio Brown. I know the Raider fans in you. Come on, it just kind of spews yeah, out. Yeah, it is the Raider fan in me. Next, Sorry, babe. So. Okay, Mark. Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Are they making the naughty list or your nice list this year? Oh man! If, if you you're wanna, if, if you're a fan of anybody, if you're a fan of other teams, any of the other 29 teams, they're on the naughty list. But at what what he's doing is naughty, naughty. But oh, they are him and They're they're on the noise list right now. What, what him and Aisha is doing lately with the oh, I know. Did you hear about out. that? I did hear about that. Oh, did you send me that? Do you hear about you that? S- but, but him and Aisha, there's like rumors that they have like an open marriage or whatever. Like, I almost don't believe it. I almost can't I, believe I it. I know. It's like their relationship is that perfect that people are just trying to crap all over it and trying to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Stir up there. crap. I mean, it's weird. Just weird stuff that goes on, but. I no, mean, he wasn't. He after he wins these championships, he wasn't even in San Francisco partying with Draymond and Clay Thompson. I no. mean, I have friends that were at the clubs those nights, and they yeah. said Curry was nowhere to be found. So he's such a family man, and I mean, yeah, wow. I don't like know. He would I, literally, he would literally have to like kill somebody for me to put him on the naughty list. Like I he's, say, uh, Curry and the Warriors. I mean, how could they not be on the nice list? What the hell have they done wrong? They just. I know. Uh, been trucking along there are like uh, limited players too like they still haven't had clay 
Clay probably will Weisman. not return until after the new year, in my opinion, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, you know, Steve Kerr, obviously he's going to be coaching the Olympic, the men's Olympic team going forward, kind of taking the reins from uh, Popovich there. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, I think what Curry has done to break the record, I think that the role players, Jordan Poole, he's a great up and coming young star as well. I think that Kuminga, he got to start the other night. The guy uh, is going to come into himself as well. And with a coach like Kerr, I think that sky's the limit. We've seen it happen before from 2015 and beyond. And uh, there's a couple down seasons as well. But, um, man, just seems that ever since this team was sold to this new work, to this new uh Joe Lacob and Peter Goober and this new regime that they can't do no wrong, right? And uh, I just love it being a Bay Area sports fan. Mike, uh, Mike and I actually know Sean, maybe not, but our fandom here has been kind of uh, being on the Oakland and the East Bay yeah. side of stuff. The Warriors, the Warriors of, are saving us. The Warriors save us. The Sharks haven't done much, although they have made a final, but you know, didn't do much there, but. Nonetheless, yeah. dude, uh, we appreciate what the Warriors have done, what Curry has done, what Clay's still going to do, and <laughs> I still think we got another ring left in us, man. It might Let's not be it. this year, but maybe next year. Let's do it. All right, next. So they're going to be on the naughty list because what they're doing to the rest of the teams is naughty. Mm-hmm. Next, Mike's personal hero, Tom Brady. Oh, God. <sighs> Tom Brady. You saw what he did after the game. The other day, that's why he's on my list of question. Oh, I know, right? He threw the pad. I, and I saw something. Like, yeah, coach. I saw some tweet saying like, if Odell Beckham Jr. were to do that, then he's like a a liability and like a, a locker room cancer. But when Tom Brady throws his tablet on the uh, on the floor and yells at his coach, then it's called passion. He didn't yell at his coach. He yelled at the Saints coach. Why did he yell at the Saints yeah, coach? He actually went to the other sideline, and he gets no taunting. How is that not taunting? Oh, you go all the way to the other sideline. He always gets that special treatment, dude. And so is he on the naughty list or the nice list? I mean, I wouldn't. It, it, that that particular instance, that doesn't put you on the naughty list for the whole year. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, he won the Super Bowl this he won year. The Super Bowl. And, yeah. I'd still that's, put him on the nice list. That's pretty noise. He's, yeah, he's, he, I'm putting noise. Like, are we hardly quitting it right now, dude? Yeah. No, I, I like you, dude. I like you. But I'd put him on the nice list right now, Harley. You feel me? Because, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, but uh, Tom Brady, he's doing commercials for Hertz. He's actually out there doing commercials, and uh, he's um, actually uh, endorsing what crypto or some type of crypto yeah. wallet or whatnot. So that's right. I mean, Tom Brady, he out there. He knows he's, his career is coming to an end. He's positioning himself while he still can with uh, seven. What is seven rings? Is it now? Something like seven Six out of ten. Six or seven. Please. Yeah. I mean, damn. Is he going to fill both hands by the time this dass over? T- he probably fill both hands so. as being on I a think, backup squad. Nah, he'll be I think like, that- he'll be 49 and a half, and he'll still be playing for like his San Francisco 49ers when like, mm-hmm. like, like, what's his name? Lance Young or what, what's his name? Trey Young? Not Trey Young. The damn, who's the quarterback? What, Vince Young? <laughs> the quarterback. They Steve just- Young? No. 
the Niners. They just got like Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Oh, Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about the new so guy. Trey like, Lance. Thing young, like yeah. oh, Steve Young. <laughs> Trey Lance will be like 29, and uh, and Brady will be mentoring him at 49 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so I mean, I think we both agree that Tom Brady kind of—he's on the nice list. Like, we don't like him us being Raider fans. Like, he's a we, think that, we think that the Tuck Roll kind of started his career. Like, who knows where he'd be today if it, if the Tuck Roll went the Raiders' way? But you know, as he's far as being on the naughty nice list, at least it was nice of him to admit that that was not a forward pass. He admits that the Tuck Roll should not have gone. Yeah, after way. like 15 years. So. Okay, we just Let's have a few more that. left. Now this is going to be Mike's future hero. Jake Paul. Is he on the nice list or the nice yes, list? Paul. No, screw that. This is the one I've been waiting for. No, he's he, he fights a 39-year-old MMA fighter. He doesn't even fight like a real boxer. So no. And then he talks all this what trash. Like I like I've seen his YouTube videos. I've seen all of his Twitter videos. He's he's throwing the he's like remember like what was it earlier this year he was talking shit to um Conor McGregor, calling him the C-word on the on, on Twitter. Like, nah, this guy's trash. His whole his brother's trash. I bet you his parents are trash. His grandparents are trash. They're just piles of shit. I bet you no. they're serial killers or they're ch- child molesters or something. No, no, no. no screw him. Scri- don't I, call him Chester's on the comic bookie podcast. Come don't on, call man. Him Chester's. I'm just. I'm, I didn't call them that. I said I wouldn't be surprised if they were that. Anyways, no. He needs to fight like like I told you. Like we were texting the other day. He needs to fight like Ryan Garcia or someone who's like kind of his age and like an action and like just a boxer for me to even gain any respect for him. So for that, no. He doesn't deserve any hype. He's a jackass. No. Naughty list. No, I'm going. I'm I'm putting Paul on the nice list, man. Why, did, he, did it make you money or something? No, I, Paul did not. Paul lost me money. But you know what? I respect in defeat. I respect Paul. You know why? This kid, this kid, he's still a kid, right? But nonetheless, dude, he's been getting doubted. He's been coming out here. I mean, people have been wanting to fight him. And people have actually been getting knocked the hell out, dude. I mean, Woodley, yes, he's 39. But he's still in shape. He was winning that fight tell you the honest to god truth mm-hmm. he just got caught with a hot one the boy got lay the hell out like smoke will tell you and dude um yeah but dude i'm telling you paul he's not my favorite guy but i can kind of see where he's going with it he's getting the promotion right obviously today he just offered jorge masvidal five million dollars to fight him plus a little bit of revenue and um Isn't the pay isn't, huh? he an, isn't he an MMA fighter too? He is. Okay, but so boxing is like his sixth greatest skill. So if I so why does Jorge Masvidal should be like I'll offer you six point five if you come into the octagon with me? Yeah, I mean like you if, know he what would, I mean? if, if he would go either like both ways, right? Like if he would go boxing and like if he won, fine. But then we're gonna do MMA, you know? Like I don't know, I don't know dude. I, I mean, he's got five. He's 5-0 and oh with four knockouts. Mm-hmm. The guy, I mean, he's a pretty good fighter, though. Average I, age of opponent, 37 and a half, probably. <laughs> hey, don't knock on 37-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Thank sorry, you. Mark. Sorry. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> that I was totally know, not intended. I don't know how old Nate Robinson is. I don't know how old Ben Askren is, but, um, hey. All right, well. Day, I'll say that for his promotion skills and for what he's trying to do, and in a way, he's somewhat bringing boxing back, if you will. Not really, 
but he's uh, bringing a little bit more of the light, shining a little bit more light into boxing. So uh, for that, I'd say, uh, and for the respect that he gave Woodley, I don't know. You didn't watch the post fight. I know you didn't, but you know, he was pissed as hell. And he's like, I told you I was going to knock him the F out. And I knocked him the F out. He was so hyped. And he was like, but you know what? I respect Woodley. He took this fight on two weeks notice. Fury, you a little B word. Wooty, wooty, woo. And you know, Woodley, God. thank Tyson, you. I he said Tyson Fury. Yeah, or is it tyson it's not the one that fought um there's two furies i don't know oh, okay it's not the one that fought uh deontay wilder it's another oh got it, got it, got it. so it's, it's another fury but yeah that guy that guy's huge he'd probably handle paul but nonetheless he gave woodley his respects and you know i i respect paul for what he's doing so i'd put him on the nice list okay sorry to all you child molesters out there listening to the podcast but <laughs> oh my god i mean to jumble you in there with jake paul so good all right two more major league baseball are they going to be on the nice list or the naughty list for their current lockout status naughty list i mean it, it seems like every single league when they go through this you know whether it's i'm going to tell you I'm right. gonna I'm gonna act just but like Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. A. Smith. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, these guys, they one of the only league. They got no no market cap. No salary okay, cap. I'm yeah. just saying, but man, a league that they get paid as much as they want, when they want, dude, it's just I don't know, dude. What what do they why are they always going on strike? What the hell's going on, Mike? They can't come to an agreement. Like it's it's just the whole the like player. Yeah. Yep. What's so the agreement, know. though? What do they want? Less games, more games, playoff I don't know. Games? They probably want... I don't know. I don't know. They want... Are they? I think... Are they... Fi- uh, does, does the CBA have anything to do with their AAA affiliates? Because we know that lately the AAA teams have been, you know, highly vocal about they haven't been able to get any money. They're out here grinding their asses off. They're out here playing for peanuts. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I, I is this MLB and some of these players kind of standing up for undercover? They, you know, yeah, their affiliates and the AAA and the minor leagues, man. I, I mean, I, I don't so. know, dude. It's, I think they want to uh, recover somehow from COVID. Remember when they just completely canceled? Correct. Minor leagues. You know, I think that they're still trying to recover from that. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as just benefits and, and being compens- and you know, fairly compensated, I think that's part of it for sure. But um, if they come, if they can't come to an agreement and come February, if they're not down in Arizona and in Florida for spring training, then like, like the sport of baseball is losing so much traction nowadays with like more of the old school fans. And I'm not talking about old school like my dad. I'm talking about old school like me and you. Like we're kind of in the old school as far as fandom. Like this whole launch angle and like every other at bat is either a strikeout or a home run. It's like that's not entertaining to me, you know. That's it, it isn't. I like I, I like more of the bingo baseball and just you know hitting it to the right side with less than two outs with a runner on second base, moving them over, get them on, get them over, get them in. What do we always yell when we had season tickets? Get them on, get them over, get them in. That's Ricky it. Ricky Henderson. That's it. So this whole thing with you know guys batting two twelve, but he's got forty dingers and almost two hundred strikeouts. That's not sexy to me. That's not baseball. So, I mean, besides the whole, you know, the owners and like the lockout situation, that's obviously naughty list, but, you know, just the whole sport in general, I think is naughty list too. (laughs) Naughty, naughty. Okay, last one. 
Naughty, naughty, oh, naughty, naughty. This is an annual thing, by the way. NFL, NHL, COVID postponements. Are they going to be on the naughty list or the nice list for doing this? Well, this is a good segue into our into our super contest. So we're gonna we can end this end it like with the naughty li- nice list, but kind of segue into the NFL. Um, it's crazy to me. Um, but like what we were talking about, pretty much like in pre-production. You know, like I can see them kind of going the politically correct way. You know, with okay, you have like 50 new people who tested positive. Like okay, that's it's a reason to then kind of postpone a game or whatever. But they, the NFL said that they weren't going to move any games. You know, it doesn't matter. If you can field the team with whatever you have, you're going to field the team or you're going to forfeit. And sure enough, they post that they postpone three games. Now, granted, I think what was it? I think who won? So the so the Rams covered. So their game got moved, but they won anyways. Haha, <laughs> I went two and two. Thank you for saving my week, LA. Uh, the Raiders were initially, I think. Um, Wait, I uh, thought you went one in three. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I, I remember I, 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 I went thought you went three and one. No, I lost. I, I ended up losing the Raiders. That whole flip floppy thing. I remember I had to take them minus three and a half, so they didn't cover. So what else did you lose? I lost. Um, what did I lose? Um, oh, I took Atlanta to cover against the Niners. Mm. Like I was like, oh, cool, I'm getting almost ten points, but they got freaking manhandled. Um, but no. At the same time, I I agree with the the players' riffs and like saying like, dude, I'm double vaxxed and I'm and I have the booster. I, I test positive, but I but there's no symptoms. I'm asymptomatic. So why do you have to like not only like the NBA and the NHL like legit shutting down and postponing games, and then the NFL goes and has to like you know postpone games and like move it, even though they said they wouldn't do it. They kind of buckled under the pressure of the players' association. So I, I mean the NFL all these leagues of owners and stuff there. I think they're always going to, there's always a reason to put them on the naughty list, but just for this situation and how they're handling COVID like right now, I don't know in a time where what Mark, you said that like high nineties of percentages of, of these leagues are, are at least double vaxxed, maybe not boosted, but at least double vaxxed and you're still having to postpone games. Like when are we going to come to the point where like how many boosters do you need? Like five years from now, oh, it's okay. The Seattle Seahawks, 100% of their team has double vaxxed and five boosters, so they're not going get, to get postponed or, or their game moved. Oh, but the Raiders, oh, they only have four boosters, so we're going to have to, you know, move their game. Like, when is it going to come to a point where they're not going to postpone things? So, you don't want to watch football every day of the week? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like when NASCAR did their thing, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Mark, where are you going to put them on the naughty or nice list to wrap up our game? Mm, I have to put them on the nice list right now because I think that some of those leagues are actually kind of starting to come to their senses. And I think that some of these leagues have actually pushed back and saying that they're probably going to stop testing asymptomatic people. I mean, these are some of the healthiest people on the planet, right? And we all know, I mean, the data has shown us for a year plus already that, you know, people that are healthy, people that, you know, aren't aren't old or, you know, aren't elderly, you know, they aren't that much risk. They're not predisposed, yeah. You know, these guys are healthy out there and they're just like they're they're complying with the league and, you know, the league appreciates that, the fans appreciate that. And um, just the fact that, you know, it's just... I don't know how it's going 
if they're getting paid, if they get contracted and they can't play and they have COVID. But imagine your job telling you, well, uh, you, you got double vax and you got the booster and you know what? Um, you feel fine, but we're still going to test you. Oh, by the way, you came up positive, so you can't uh, work right now. I mean, like I told you through via text, me and you probably would have been like, oh, hell yeah. Are you still going to pay me? Because that's what's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd sit at home with, for two weeks, with mild yeah. symptoms of COVID for two weeks. If you want to pay me, hey, go ahead, you know? But imagine if you weren't getting paid. It's like, that's bullshit. I got double vax. I got the booster. I got this. I have no symptoms. And just because you want to just test us for no damn reason, because I'm not even sick, like, you know, I think it's kind of proving with the Omicron variant that um, it might be more transmissible like the flu. A lot of people have been getting flus and for years and years and generations, flus have been around. But I think that with Omicron not really causing deaths, not really causing hospitalizations, I think that these mutations are uh, dwindling down. We're getting to, you know, the, the summit downfall outer stages of this pandemic, hopefully. And, um, you know, I think that leagues are doing what they can. We saw that the NHL obviously isn't going to be in the Olympics for 2022. I don't know if that's more political reasons or really health reasons, but nonetheless, it could be a cop out. But they are not playing. They're using COVID as a convenience. Convenience. Thank you, Mike. Could be a COVID convenience. But nonetheless there's a lot of things going on in the world a lot of things going on in our country here in america a lot of things going on and uh all over so we just gotta keep rolling with the punches i think that some leagues are doing it right some leagues are still trying to adapt and uh nonetheless uh i think that come probably not 2022 but hopefully in 2023, we're going to start seeing about an end to this thing. But I still think we got another year, year and a half of this bullshit. Tell you yeah. the truth. But let's just keep uh, winning, man. Well, that was uh, that was a good segment. Uh, thank you well, to my you wife, me. Danielle. Um, I think we're going to do this every year now. Naughty and nice list. So we'll see you. Um, well, I'm sure we'll see you before then, but at least. Thank you for having me. Christmas time of 2022. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the eggnog and enjoy each other. All right, Gee, don't end it yet, girl. Don't end it yet. But I mean, like, so, but if you're saying that the leagues are are, are slowly getting to a uh, the point where they're not going to be testing asymptomatic people, then what they just did right now, the NBA moving games, the NHL postponing like a whole week or like, you know, 10 days and the NFL, you're saying that that shouldn't happen ever again because they're not going to be like, should, like isn't that how it should be? Like, you don't test like, who are they testing? People with, like, predisposed, like, heart conditions? Like, this big, fat offensive lineman, like, he has diabetes, so you have to test him? Because, like, that means, like, if Russell Wilson is double-vaxxed and boosted, every like, you would never have to test him then. Never. Unless he, like, starts to cough. Unless he starts to show. Right? If, it, if, a, if an athlete does not have, on paper, from a doctor, like, a predisposed condition, whether it be asthma or something like that, if he's completely healthy and he's not showing any symptoms, then you're saying that they should never be tested week to week. So we should never have this problem because if you do have then a positive test, it was only because you tested the person who already has a condition. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think that just where all the testing, there's no reason for all this testing. I mean, it's just, 
I don't know, man. We have so much protection now. I mean, people who have gotten, um, oh, gotten my voices. I'm starting to go has through there, Has there been any pro athlete in any sport, in any country, in any, you know, anywhere that has, like, died of COVID? Like, name me one, like. No. I can't even think. I, I can't even think of one who had it and like was bad. How many NBA players have got it? How many NFL players have got it? How many EPL well, that's the thing. soccer like, players have got it? Th- like a lot of guys have gotten it, you know, and they have that natural immunity, and then they have two vaccinations, and now they probably have a booster. They have so much protection, and yet you just postpone three games in the NFL. You just like you. <laughs> it's like a, I'm circling a wagon here. And it's like, like, what are you doing at the end of the day? I don't know. But it's just it's all it's all insane. Smoke and mirrors, man. Yeah, it's just insane, dude. It's just we just got to start getting on with our lives. Like I said, the vaccines, I mean, yeah. um, whatever you want to think about them, um, not to be, you know, all scientific, political, whatnot. <laughs> but I've like I've said before, they're not even really like vaccines they are just like glorified flu shots. They wear off. You know, these variants adapt to them. You get them again. They try to make a new one for it. And it's just uh, now they're going to have pills. You can pop pills if you have, you know, it's just, uh, man, it is what it is. is, But so I hope you guys enjoyed that segment of naughty or nice list for 2021. We'll definitely be doing that next year. Uh, Let's segue into our super contest for the NFL to round out the sports. Um, like we were talking about, there's not much to talk about the in the NBA and NHL. Uh, you know, it's two of the sports that we don't really talk about like week to week as well. But with the COVID shutdowns and postponements, even more so. Um, so let's do it. So Sean, again, is like slowly creeping up. He's on my ass. He's only behind uh, half a game. So he went three and one. He's 28, 27 and one. So he's officially over 500. I went two and two. Technically, my winning percentage dropped, that means. So I'm 28, 26, and two. And then, Mark, you went one and three. You're down in the uh, in the basement there. 25, 30, and one. Now, granted, that's like only one week of like a three and one. Sean goes one and three, and then, boom, you guys are tied. You know what I'm saying? So anything can happen. We have three weeks left of the season. So let's get it started. So Sean goes first since he had the better record. Let's see. Sean gave us his picks. Hope that his son, Kaysen, and Mama Marissa are doing very well. Let's see. So Sean, this week, his first pick is going to take Green Bay minus seven. Let me actually open up my uh, list this week. I actually didn't open up the schedule. Do you, do you see who they're playing? Brownies. Oh, they're playing the Brownies? I mean, these next couple weeks is going to be tough, right? Like, like Baker Mayfield is going to be back, right? You know, like who's so we're going to be we're going to be making these picks on a Tuesday and then come Friday, Christmas Eve. Oh, 15 players on the Cardinals have now gone into the COVID list. Like, like there was there was just news today, like Jared Goff, right? There was like 50 something players just today entered the COVID protocol in the NFL. So like, good Lord. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, please give me the healthiest players, you know? At this point, the toss-up. Yeah. Let me see. So I go So, so I go next. I have the 2-2 two and two record. Let's see. Man, 
Thank you to the Rams for actually saving my week because then I would have been in second place. Sean would have popped me. Let's see. This is another tough-looking week. Oh, boy. You know, the Raiders have scored. I think you sent me the tweet. The Raiders have scored 16 points or less seven games in a row, and yet they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I might wait till the end for that one. What do we say? What did we say last time, Mark? I know it's a big number, but last time when they, uh, when the Buccaneers lost, I think to the Saints or someone who said fade Tom Brady, fade him, and sure enough, he kicked the crap out of the Giants the next week on Monday Night Football by like twenty points. So I know it's a big number, but I'm rolling with Tampa Bay minus eleven visiting Carolina Panthers. Tom Brady's pissed. He's going to come in there and he's going to mop the floor with them this weekend. Your pick, sir. Yes, Michael, I'm going to go here with a team that is about to get right again. We know the cover. We know the streak that they had. Seven straight wins, seven straight covers. Yes, sir. We are going to go with your ex with the team that you just picked their quarterback. Yes, his his ex team. We are going to go with the New England Patriots. I don't like that it's two and a half because it seems mm-hmm. easy to me. But I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to go into New England. Um, it's not prime time, but they're going to be a little bit rattled. And they, you know, I, I just I, I I like Belichick to get his boys right back at home and laying less than a touchdown. So let's go uh, Mac Jones. Let's go Belichick and let's go New England Patriots. All right. Okay. What are we doing next? Minus two and a half, Michael. I got you there, bud. Okay. Is anybody out for the Titans? I have no idea. And if I did, I don't even know if I'd share it with you, asshole. (laughs) Trying to take the lead on my ass. Let me see. Titans. Hmm. San Francisco's in Tennessee laying three and a half. That seems kind of weird. Like, I know Derrick Henry's been out, and he's not going to be back until I think the playoffs, but it seems kind of – oh, no, wait. Sean's next. What the hell? It's not my pick. Oh. It is Sean's pick now. Sean is going with – actually, he, he gets to have his next pick. Doesn't get skipped at all. He's going to take the L.A. Rams visiting the Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half. Oh, He's going against my Minnesota Vikings, huh? <laughs> I love that gif. <laughs> just the, the Viking yeah. mascot just skipping with the cheerleaders. You love That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's see. Who are we taking? Who are we taking? I didn't even see a spread on that. That's weird. I'm like on ESPN's website. And I don't see a spread for that game. Neither do I. Well, he said two and a half. So I believe him. See, like Bears and Seahawks don't have a line. Like, are all these like just locked out? Like Washington and and the Cowboys. I know that the Cowboys are going to be favored against Washington. You know, I don't. I have try to pull up a different website too, and we'll see if we can get kind of like a like if if we want to pick a game that's not that we don't see a spread, then then maybe we uh, we'll see a spread somewhere else. I see the game. I don't see the spread. Okay, let's see. Okay, this team, you know what? Let's let's take a, the other Christmas Day game. This team puts up points. Carson Wentz can put up points. 
Very, very good showing against New England. But he's going on the road, and he's going to the Cardinals. He's been playing like doo-doo lately, actually. So I'm going to take the Cardinals to bounce back. Take Kyler Murray to bounce back because he is one of the reasons why I didn't make the playoffs. He's one of the reasons why I lost five straight to, you know, go from sole possession of first place down to like seventh place and miss my league's playoffs. So I'm going with Arizona Cardinals at home minus one, pretty much a pick em against the Colts. And that is 515 on Christmas Day. So hopefully a good end to my Christmas day. Arizona minus one. They do put up points, but Arizona still has good defense. Again, all of these are like there's an asterisk by all these games because of all the freaking, you know, potential COVID cases and postponements and all that shit. So. Sir, your second pick. Who does Sean got? Sean has the Packers and the Rams. Minus seven and minus two and a half. Hmm. Taking the Jaguars again? <laughs> Actually, no. I'm taking... I'll take the Jets. Give me the Jets. I'll take another team minus two and a half. Why not? Okay. I another like the way... Another I like AFC the, East I like team the way, at home. Yeah. I like the way... Yeah. Another AFC East home team. I just... Jacksonville um, playing in the heat in Florida. Mm-hmm. Having to go up to New York uh, in winter. You know, right day after Christmas. Looks nice, though. 46 degrees. That's actually pretty cool for, I think my sister's bringing some of that California and that might, heat. And, and you know what? That might go against me. The Jets are the team that's going to be at home. They're going to be the ones enjoying Christmas with their loved ones. Oh, Jacksonville's right. going to be the one on the on the road, you know, on a business trip. So, man. Um, that's something to think about, though, for sure. Um, the same thing with the New England pick. That's why they're both two and a half, and that's why I could bo- lose both of them. So, yeah. All right, let's do this. Um, actually, now, so ho- hopefully, my sister, she's going uh, to spend Christmas with her boyfriend's family uh, in New Jersey. So, hopefully, she brings some uh, good luck for you and the Jets. Even though I think his family would be more Giants fans. Oh, let's see. All right, you guys. They won the game, but they lost me the pick. So I'm going to go with what I, you know. Oh, God damn it. That's the second time I've done that where it's Sean's pick, not mine. Uh, Sean chose Tampa Bay minus 11, but that's gone. So now we go to he's going to the NFC South. He is taking the Atlanta Falcons at home against the Lions minus six. That's probably a good pick. Like the Detroit Lions going on the road. They are who they thought they were. Atlanta laying an egg. Against the 49ers coming back home, pissed. That's actually I actually like that pick. Damn. You won't be able to take the dirty birds this week, though, Michael. So you're on to the, your next third pick. <sighs> My next pick. Denver Broncos. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm catching. I'm getting a point too. Um, Plus one. You can lose. There's no explanation one. needed there. I just have no faith in the Raiders. You know, like, oh, they still have hope alive. There's only there's three games left. No. No. I see them losing the next three games. That's Denver, exactly when they get and, smoked. And LAC. You, see, you see them losing the next three games? Yes. Denver, Indianapolis, and the Chargers. Yes. So it's a so it's a it's a loss for people in Vegas that got their over under win total at seven and a half. Oh yes. Ooh. Sorry. 
at seven, if you were lucky to get that half of game, half a game win total at seven, you're pushing right now. And according to Mr. Michael Biella, a lifelong Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, <laughs> Oakland Raiders fan. Excuse me, L.A. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah I was born. Yeah. I was born in L. I was born an L.A. Raider fan, I guess. But nonetheless, guys, um, that's crazy that they're teetering right now. And Michael thinks that's that they're going to lose three straight to not get catch the over, dude. I love it. Okay, Mark, your third pick. My third pick. I'm going to have to start fading this asshole if I want to catch up to him. So one thing I like is he the cold. I am going to go with. Man. Take Minnesota. <laughs> no, I don't I don't like Minnesota. You know who I like? I actually like the New Orleans Saints. Ooh, okay. Monday again, night too. Sean, again, Sean's Miami Dolphins. His Will Smith gift? Yes, sir. I'll take them getting wow, a little bit extra time. Favorites. They get to digest that that Christmas Day meal. They get to still be with the family on Sunday, but then it's all back to business on Monday. I think Miami, they're a good team, but playing out there in the Dome, it's a little bit different than playing out there in South Floral. Or in South, South Floral. South, South Florida, Florida. In Miami Gardens at the Hard Rock Stadium with Tua Tungavailoa. Not all that he's cracked out to be. He's not the quarterback that I think that all the Miami Dolphins fans thought they were going to get. And, uh, I'll I'll roll with the Saints, man. That's my third pick. Okay, Sean's fourth pick. Ooh boy, if this goes his way, man, Sean is taking Buffalo plus two and a half. He's going Call. against me, huh? He's going against you. That was his next pick too. So the only the only game that he missed out on was Tampa Bay minus eleven. So there's Sean. Sean picked a dog. There it is. It's about damn time. His first four, well, his first four picks were were uh, faves. So, okay, my next pick. Let's see. I saw them play tonight. Not very good. Like just not uh, putting points on the board. Uh, but but then again, this other team also good. sucks ass. So I see them coming home and actually doing pretty well um, and putting points on the board. Sean has the spread here, even though ESPN's not showing it. So I'll just take the spread from Sean's text. I'm going to go with Seattle minus six and a half. Kind of a oof, kind of an eerie oh. six and a half, but I know. So I'll take Seattle Seahawks minus six and a half at home against the Chicago Bears. And Mark, your last pick to end the Super Contest week 16 and end sports before we go to a break. The Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. You know what they have done lately? Diddly poo. Diddly poo. Ooh, you know what? They, they they can't go for two because they get diddly poo oh, and they lose the game two times. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals here, Michael, <laughs> at minus nice. two and a half, because as much as the Baltimore Ravens want to regain their stance in this, uh, I think their season has derailed a little bit. I think with their injury bugs, with their COVID bugs, with all the BS that's been going on, I don't like to. Definitely bet against that, but I do believe in Burrow. I do believe in his uh, in his college 
wide receiver and Jamar Chase. I mean, man, these guys just hook up. Their defense is pretty damn good. They mm-hmm. still got Joe Mixon running back there. Pretty good runs. You know, pretty def- pretty decent offensive line from what I've seen thus far. You know, they gave the Niners a fight after going down. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm taking three games that are minus two and a half. You're taking you're I'm, taking four you're taking four favorites. Sean's the only person who really took a true dog. He took the Buffalo Bills plus two and a half. I only took Denver plus one because that's just what I've been doing the whole season. Like we ugly, all took what the, an it ugly be a, it card, be a, a, a favorites kind of week. What an ugly card, man. It what is. A, what an like, ugly. Like card. I can see three and one, but I can see zero oh and four for myself too. And I'm surprised that I'm surprised that uh, Sean hasn't taken the Niners, dude. That's pretty. Surprising. Uh, that was that was his last pick. Like that. Like that was further down. Huh. He doesn't. He's pretty smart this week, then. He knows he knows what's going on. He knows. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I had an honorable mention, I just don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to start the week off already. Like, you know, uh, like I'm at work and like just like have a bad feeling going into Christmas Eve. I was going to take the Titans plus three and a half, but I I don't know. Yeah, I like that one, too. If I could get the four, it'd be even better. Yeah. I mean, unless there's some injuries or some covid cases that I don't know about. It's just kind of weird. Like, really? I know they've been playing well, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the picks for week 16. Mark, good luck to you. Sean, good luck to you. Um, that's it for sports. Um, I'm going to go take a, have a throat lozenge and drink some water and we'll be right back with the comic book section. But this is episode 136 of the comic Bookies podcast holiday edition. We'll be right back after this little tune for you. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 136. If you're listening to this before Christmas, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And if you're listening to it after, we hope that you had a great Christmas and holiday season. So, Mark, let's get into some comic books for this week. December 22nd, 2021 is new comic book day. Um, finally, sir, finally. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm quite happy to say that I'm getting five books this week. So you know what that means. All I'm paying is for shipping, buddy. (laughs) So uh, through the wonderful sponsorship of Treasure Island Comics, we get a handful of books a week for free. Much, much appreciated. It it allows us to get all kinds of other books. Like, I'm not sure. Like, if we got – if we didn't have a sponsorship, like, would you be getting that Texas Blood? Would we be getting Primordial? You know, would I be getting even, like, May's book? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's opened up so much opportunities for us to expand. Like, would you be getting – like, would you have ever gotten – uh, what was the shoot? What was the one? What was the one that you had? The goon. Like, would you ever gotten the goon if we didn't have a sponsorship? You know what I'm saying? Like, the goon was in my early days. You know, that's true. You know, so okay. But to uh, highlight some of the books that are coming out tomorrow, um, as we record tonight on Tuesday, uh, DC side we have Nightwing 87, Batman Catwoman 9. Excited about that one. Catwoman 38, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number six. And the long-awaited Batman One Dark Knight, written and drawn by Jacques. Number one comes out tomorrow. On the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 82, Moon Knight number six, might be the last issue that I grab, Avengers 51, Wolverine 19, and Venom number three. 
Image, kind of a short stack this week. Radiant Black, 11. Time Before Time, 8. And that Texas Blood, number 13. Boom Studios gives us House of Slaughter, number 3, and Eat the Rich, 5. And then AWA Telepaths, number 4. Mark, we didn't record last week, so anything over the last couple weeks that you liked? Any of those annuals? uh, Almost American. We had Bond that I read. Just anything you liked? For me, personally, I did like a few issues that I read. All the annuals I could have done without. Uh, I agree with you what we were talking about before, that Detective was the best annual that came out so far. But they weren't hmm. – because some annuals actually tie into the story. I think most of them were like side stories. So like, you know, to, to, to charge me an extra dollar or two just to have a side story, I could have done without. But um, But what's your opinion? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of the same way with it, especially the fact that DC released so many annuals kind of on the same week, you know? Yeah, I know. I think that could be kind of why I can uh, hear it in your voice that you could kind of do away without them. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, when you're getting that many of them, if they kind of staggered them, if DC would, you know, every other week and whatnot. Right? Like, like spread it out all throughout December. Give me, give me two a week, three a week, instead of like five or six in one week, and then I get Superman, Son of Kal El last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it's was like just too it, mu- it, it was just too much. It's almost like DC was like, oh my god, we're transitioning into Williamson's Batman. We're doing this, we're doing that. A lot of things are going to change going into the new years, and they just tried to like kind of pump them all out at the same time. Right. Um. Not a fan of it. I can kind of see like why they did it. I do agree that um, DC or Detective Comics was probably the better one out of the other ones. I didn't really mm-hmm. enjoy Batman's as much as it had to do more with um, Ghost Maker and uh, his origins and more of his story. But um, you know, it's a cool read, like you said. You know, charge me the extra dollar on a week that's already kind of heavy, but um. It is what it is, you know. Um, going into Marvel, I think that you said Moon Knight, the sixth offering that's coming out this week, might be the last offering for you. Yeah, um, if it's the end of the arc and it doesn't give me like, a, oh, my God, and kind of set up for like an ongoing, more of the ongoing story and kind of gets me interested. Sorry, it's going to join Thor as being one of the clipped ones. <clears throat> and that's a, uh, that could be a Jed McKay thing, you know. Jed yeah. McKay being the writer, I've obviously read some of Jay McKay's stories um, when they came to uh, Black Cat and whatnot about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him as a writer. He's decent. It's just uh, he doesn't captivate you as much as obviously like a Tom King would and um, some of these other writers, you know. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I recently just added Devil's Reign. To the pull list and mm-hmm. i added captain america iron man to the pull list those are two offerings from marvel that i got via uh previews and the number one offerings that i got i actually enjoyed them they're like mini series i believe so i told alex yeah. why don't you go ahead and just you know add them to the pull list i'll go ahead and check them out give the listeners a little bit of more marvel talk yeah so i mean far. i added uh I, the, one of the two um, <clears throat> offerings that I added for previews was that Spider-Gwen stuff. It was like 
Gwenverse or whatever. It was like Spider Gwen Gwenverse. It was in the Marvel's previews. It was like a, it's like a five issue miniseries, and it's I think. I think Gwen Stacy gets caught in like some kind of multiverse where she sees herself as like Wolverine, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, you know, so it, it looked pretty interesting. And, you know, I, I've always been a fan of Gwen Stacy ever since the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. And of course, she's like one of the characters in that little Spidey and Friends that my daughter watches. So, oh, yeah, she watches that on Disney <clears throat> Channel. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah she watches my that. daughter loves that. Mm hmm. Yeah. They actually had in Disneyland, you know, when you go around in California Adventure and like the Marvel area, they actually had like cardboard cutouts of them you could uh, of them you could take a picture with. Pretty dope. So they're getting pretty big, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know. And that theme song is cool too. I forgot the, I always forget the the name of the band. I think it's Fallout Boy, or you know, one of those bands. But the lead singer of of one of those bands uh, sings the the theme song. Yeah. Okay. So actually one Marvel offering that I do like and I did enjoy from last week was Fantastic Four Life Story. And this was issue number five, I think five of six. So this was the 2000s. So they're going in like, you know, by decade. And I think obviously the 2010s would be the last issue coming out next month. But I like it. Galactus is finally here to take to take uh, Earth and to destroy the whole world. And the and uh, Silver Surfer tells uh, Reed Richards AKA Mr. Fantastic, the only way that, that you'll save Earth is if uh, you become pretty much the silver, like me, like the herald for for other planets. So take over my job and help Galactus find other planets to take over and kind of feed his power and energy, and then we'll save Earth. And finally, at the end, at the end of the issue, he agrees. So sixth issue is going to be pretty wild. But that's one Marvel I've been saying for the last five months. It's one of the good ones that I've been reading for sure. Yeah. Um, New Burn was pretty good. Ooh, nice. I, I put that on the pull list. Um, Chip Zdarsky, or how do you pronounce it? Chip I yeah, I think it's just Zdarsky. I think Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky or what? Yeah. But um, New Burn was pretty good about mm-hmm. that. Um, what is it? That um, that ex like uh mafia type like fbi yeah. undercover agent type guy um i like the way the story goes is going right now i think it's gonna be six or i think it's gonna be uh also a mini series if i'm not mistaken um doesn't seem if it's gonna be more than 12 that i'd probably stick with it but i do enjoy kind of what i've gotten thus far i think that this third and fourth offering coming up here in the next two months is going to mm-hmm. be a telltale sign of what the arc has to offer and what it's going to be like going forward. I don't know if I continue to pull it. A couple more things I've been pulling from previews the last couple months, if they come up, I might have to replace them. Kind of like with uh, Berserker, man. I got I read Berserker. I think that, you know, Berserker is it's all right. It seems kind of slow at times, and it seems kind of repetitive. And so a lot of these, like, offerings is kind of like, oh, you go to battle. Oh, okay. And your psychiatrist is trying to, you know, figure you out. Oh, okay. You go to battle. Oh, okay. Your psychiatrist is trying to figure you out. It seems kind of like every issue kind of is the same kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think you read it also, if you have anything no, to say on it. No, these. this is uh, – I think Berserker is going to be is, – is the stack that's um... – I don't. Th- I think Alex didn't even mail it until Saturday because that's when he got the DC books in. Oh, that's so right. I'm, so, that's so I'm like legit getting neck or last Wednesday's books. What was that last Wednesday? The fifteenth, I think. I'm getting them Christmas Eve huh, on Friday. Oh God. I mean, so I don't even. 
that's kind of like when I start reading my books anyways, you know, like on Saturday or Sunday. So it kind of falls in with my schedule anyways. So like kind of no skin off my ass, you know? Yeah. I guess I don't really have to spoil it to you because kind of like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's not much. It, it, it's like the same thing we've been getting in every, every other issue kind of just like a little bit of a twist at the end. Yeah. And you know, I don't know why I continue to pull it. Is it because it's Keanu Reeves? Is it because it's Matt Kent? Is it just because it's a, you know, it's one of big uh, Boom's biggest books right now? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of trying to stick to it, see how it goes. Kind of like I have with the scumbag, even though I just recently took the scumbag off the pull list. Dang. Last week, I finally did it, Mike. I'm sorry. Dude, like Rick how? Rick like Rick. how excited? Like like. The, the how the tables have turned over the last you know years so. oh my god like how excited we were over the first like you know three to six issues and then all of a sudden the second art comes and we're like eh, it was okay and now it's like just kind of stagnant like nothing it reminds me of thor like it nothing like the first arc like the first arc was like just amazing uh, all the horrible. debauchery all the debauchery that he's going through and stuff and just kind of what you know every every week that we reviewed it just what a piece of shit person he was and yeah, exactly. What happened to that? That's why yeah. we liked it so much. I mean, yeah. we have Scorpius and all that, and it's just it, it keeps going around in just a circle now, in my opinion. It's just um end it or completely change the art, completely change what uh scumbag is doing. It just uh it's just riding out too long, just collecting money for no reason, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, one side issue that I kind of liked because I thoroughly enjoyed some of the artwork in it was that fear state Omega. Did you get that one? It kind of put, it kind of put the Kai, not the kibosh, but it kind of put like a finality to the story from tiny and Batman run. I think I thought it was, I thought it was actually pretty good, especially like the first half of the book, just that artwork. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that one. Well, that's pretty much what it was. It was uh tiny final, um, mm-hmm. final, you know, Batman. goodbye. I think. Yeah before yeah. Williamson took over. Yeah. I mean, I only have two more books to kind of talk about. One of them is wonder girl. Number five. That was from a couple weeks ago. I was actually able to read that in the hotel room when everyone was asleep down there at Anaheim. I think it's pretty good. There's different factions, you know, like the Themyscirians and then the, the Greek gods are waging a war to pretty much, you know, for the power and to, uh, of this Yara floor, this new wonder woman, this new wonder girl, and then, of course, at the very, very end of the issue, you know, you've already had Cassie, you know, like like the first Wonder Girl kind of be introduced. And then Donna Troy, you know, like another Themyscira that, that, that they're working with. So there's more and more like Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman type characters from over the years being introduced in this story. So I think it's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. But do you have anything else uh, to talk about before we get into Batman? Josh Williamson's first issue of Batman. What do you think? I mean... I dropped Wonder Woman, the new one. I thought oh. it was all right. Mm, yeah, I, it just wasn't really for me. But I'm have you read? Have you read a, a Harley Quinn the last couple weeks? How's that one going? Mm, it's going all right. It's not yeah. my favorite, but um, I, I'm kind of sticking with it for now. Yeah, just because. To be honest with you, I've been sticking with the Harley Quinn series a little bit more just because of the tie-ins it's had to the Batman and the detective stories, kind of, in a way. So, yeah. I've been kind of trying to stick with it, but um, not the best that I've read, but not the worst. Yeah. This new this new uh, Josh Williamson run, I, I thought it was pretty solid. I think I liked it probably more than you did. Um, 
first of all, I loved the the artwork. I think it I think didn't um uh Janine Janine, uh, Janine was on this uh issue. He was one of the artists. I think Jorge Molina, I think I think the artists I think stayed the same on this Batman run. I think Jorge Molina came on with Tinian and I think he's staying with Josh Williamson. Um the writing was was pretty good, you know, it was kind of cool to see that party that they went to and then Batman <laughs> and then Batman was Killer Croc. He dressed up as Killer Croc. That was pretty cool. Um and then funny. and then at the very end, boom, like here's a curveball. You don't you have a, a a villain being introduced into the opening arc of Josh Williamson and it's not even a Batman rogue. It's like it's Superman's number one foe, Lex Luthor. He's behind uh, the abyss, or, or or yeah, or no, he's behind the abyss, or he's behind the. We Batman don't know yet. Yeah, so but he's involved somehow. So I thought that was pretty cool. But apparently, yeah. the abyss is dead. So like they 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 unveil the new character, Abyss, but apparently he's already dead. So we'll see kind of how. Josh Williamson unfolds that one, but you know, I thought it was decent. I mean, it wasn't, you know, they're coming off of the heels of like, you know, the, of, of fear state of tiny. And so, you know, it probably won't be long until Williamson kind of makes his own big, you know, city of Bane, Joker war fear state. It'll be interesting to see how long he just kind of rides like his own arc before he kind of makes this huge event, you know, cause that's what Batman's been about ever since we've been reading it. You know, like all of Tom King's run was leading up to, you know, the bat, the bat wedding with Catwoman and then also with City of Bane, like all 80 issues or however many he did led up to that tiny and same thing. It led up to whatever was going on with the potential magistrate, peacekeeper and then the fear state. So we'll see how Williamson does so far. I, I kind of liked it. What was your opinion of it? I mean, it is what it is. I was 50-50 on it, kind yeah. of on the fence. It was all right. Um, I don't know. I think that I'm just not expecting too much from Williamson, in my opinion, man. It kind of sucks for me to think about it that way. He's been yeah. one of the guys that, yeah, ever since I started this podcast, ever since we started this, he's been one of the guys that I've known a lot about and you know read a lot of his stuff, but... He just hasn't done it for me lately, and um, I hope that I'm wrong with this whole Batman thing, but yeah, already with him bringing Lex Luthor into the fade, like right after we had Scarecrow and just kind of, I wish you read the first like two years of the Flash run, because it was, it was a lot better, you know, you guys jumped in where, like year one, like that, the event with year mm-hmm. one and like the turtle or whatever, I'm like, come on. I was like, you cannot put that up against what, like what I was reading beforehand. You know, it was much that better was back Williamson. then. Williamson. Yeah, yeah. Williamson was one of the guys who actually like, like Williamson was like the last guy from the beginning of the Rebirth era to like stay on his, on his book. I think he went like the most issues. Him and Tom King, because Tom King started Rebirth on Batman, but Superman changed after you know a handful of issues. So did Detective. So did Action. Like. Yeah, I think Tom King with his Batman run and then Williamson with his Flash run, the, I think those two lasted the longest. You're just so. sticking up for Williamson because he went to USC. Oh, he did? Well, I didn't know that, so. Thank you. Well, he's a stud then. 
<laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Fight on, <laughs> men of Troy. He's a Fight stud. on, men of Troy. Okay, cool. So as we round out the podcast, let's get into a few pieces of news. Um, Mark, I'm going to save Spider-Man um, No Way Home for you because I know you like to get into the box office numbers. That You have a huge number for that movie. Oh. Uh, but speaking of Spider-Man, um, God, what's his name? Not What's his name? Garfield. Uh, Yes. Sorry. Thank you. I was thinking of Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Sorry. Andrew Garfield is trending. Um, I know we haven't seen the movie. Neither of us have. So we don't know what happens in the movie. We're not going to give any type of review this week. Our full, uh, you know, full, full review of Spider-Man No Way Home will probably come after the new year uh, when we all, you know, at least me and Mark, if Sean jumps on the podcast, all three of us. But if me and him can actually find some time to go to the movie theaters and watch it. But uh, I might go watch it this week, man. Oh, you are nice. I think I'm going to try to get it in in between Christmas and New Year's. But if not, then definitely the first week after the new year. Um, Spider-Man three is trending. Sorry. Amazing. Spider-Man three is trending after No Way Home premiere. So something happens with Andrew Garfield that has fans in a stir and they Mm. want him to star in another amazing Spider-Man movie. So I can't wait to see what the buzz is all about. Uh, Another piece of news is the Batman movie. Um, that's felt like it's been in the works for so long. I know COVID, you know, was one of the, one of the COVID, um, you know, uh, victims, but, um, we just found out that it is also a, uh, Catwoman origin story. So knowing that the Batman is set in year two of Bruce Wayne being Batman, not surprised that we're going to get a Catwoman, um, origin story, but that's pretty cool. In other news, a small piece of news, the Blue Beetle movie is not going to be on HBO Max anymore. It is shifting to only in theaters. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome for the, you know, for not only HBO because it'll end up being on HBO Max, but just for the production company. And uh, so that's set to hit theaters in 2023. Bomb. Um, The Goonies, fans of the 80s movie, The Goonies. Disney Plus has picked up a Goonies TV show. No. So we are going to get like, yeah, we're going to get a Goonies no. TV show probably sometime in 2022 or 2023. But that's some news on that one. And finally, for those of you who are fans of HBO, you know, things on HBO Max and Disney Plus, you're getting huge premieres between now and next week when we record the book of Boba Fett premieres on Disney Plus on December 27th, right after Christmas and Matrix Resurrections. Literally, as you're listening to this podcast on HBO Max and in theaters on December 22nd, Matrix Resurrections premieres. So that's all the news that I have for you. But let's talk about um, numbers for Spider-Man No Way Home. We got numbers for Spider-Man No Way Home, man, right here. Man, topping off. Let me tell you this, man. Just on Monday alone, I think that Spider-Man No Way Home made about almost 38 million just yesterday alone. I haven't seen the numbers for Tuesday as we're recording this on the 21st of December 2021. But nonetheless, man, 37 million on Monday, a whopping 260 plus million dollars is completely wiping and conto out of the water. Another Disney offering. That only reeled in about six and a half million dollars. So obviously all of the buzz, all of the eyes were on this new Spider-Man movie. So many things going on, man. Um, Marvel has just been killing it. Uh, Disney in general. I think that uh, it's pretty crazy, dude. I just um, I had some numbers for you here that I wanted to pull up and actually give to you. Um, 
got a couple of other good stories that I want to get into as well. That has to do with Marvel. I don't know if you have seen the Punisher's new logo, Mike. We can get well, into yeah, that. Yeah, you showed me before soon. we started recording. And I was like, what but, the hell is this? But bef- before we get into that, I just want to tell you, Mike, it's pretty crazy if you look at the numbers here. In 2009, in August, Disney acquired Marvel Studios for guess how much, Mike? How much Marvel acquired Disney Studio or um, Disney acquired Marvel Studios for in for, uh, 2009? Let's see. A hundred million. Uh, wrong. In August of 2009. So you got to think about this. This is over a decade ago. Uh, over a decade ago. Think about where you were in 2009, how much things cost. Oh, and the, uh, the housing market was... Uh, crashed the year before too so the yeah that's oh yeah but i'll tell you it's a little bit more than that Uh, okay a hundred million is not much man for the whole for the whole marvel studio Mm. like 500 500 million like half a billion okay four billion four four billion four bill with a b before okay billion dollars is how much disney paid marvel to acquire marvel studios and they've made that hand over foot since then disney has generated more than 24 billion dollars in box office sales from the 26 films released in the marvel cinematic that's just box office films that is nothing on the merchandise on video games on halloween costumes you know just everything that you, oh my god. There are currently 27 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Iron Man was made before Disney bought them in 2008. True. So, man, crazy. I mean, you want to talk about an investment? Disney has been, you know, traded publicly on the on the stock market since 1957. I mean, that's two years after they went, you know, public down there in Anaheim you know, in Orange County and opened up Disneyland. So this company has just been, you know, on it forever. It's just, it's just amazing to me what they hate them or love them, you know, liberal like agendas, whatever the hell they have, you know, we can get into that coming up in our next topic here. But I mean, dude, like Disney, um, they just never disappoint when it comes with numbers, when it comes with generating you know, fanfare when it comes with uh, generating, you know, the green backs and whatnot. Uh, Disney definitely knows how to do it, man. So uh, mm-hmm. the good acquisition for them to get Marvel, obviously, the whole Star Wars. And uh, they just uh, they're an unstoppable force, it seems like, man, like Apple and whatnot. But um, if you have any comments on that, you can go ahead. If not, we can kind of get into this whole Punisher logo. That's uh, yeah, go ahead. The Punisher logo, Mike. Um a lot of news coming out. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the Punisher logo. I don't know. I mean, don't quote me on it because I haven't done extensive research on it. So I'm not exactly 100% sure if it's going to be ongoing, a change in the Punisher uh, lo- line. But um, nonetheless, it looks like they want to Mar- uh, Marvel and Disney is changing the Punisher logo to make it look a little bit different. There's been couple kickbacks um coming from uh you know uh one of dc's uh old artists that i read here in a cosmic book news uh article but um 
Uh, have you have you seen it, Mike? Have you seen the Punisher's new logo? If you have, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it, it looks like a, a combination of Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and, and, and the devil like with little tentacles, like everything going around. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, man. Um, I I don't know. I there was a little I'm, bit of kickback. I forgot yeah, who the artist I'm gonna file. Was. I'm gonna file this under Naughty. Uh, Jonathan Kent being gay as to my, like how important it is to me or how I'm gonna like react to it. You know, like it did. Like I I can see other people having more feelings towards it, but me personally, I'm gonna file. I'm gonna put that in that same file cabinet. Like. You know, as long as the story's good, like, I don't give a shit what he looks like, you know, like it sucks. Like we're all used to the classic Punisher, but. You know, Former. nothing ever stays the same. Nothing. It's just it can't, you know, comic book industry is mentally ill, says uh, Ethan Van Skyva former DC comics artist who can be, uh, you know, he's basically saying that the problem is nobody reads Marvel comics right now. Um, he might not be wrong about that. I mean, Marvel comics to me aren't on par with some of these other books that I've been reading, but, um, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter what current Punisher does, says Van Scriver. This is what these clowns don't understand. I'm quoting this. These old, the old comics exist. You won't, you want to go back and remove every single old Punisher comic from the beginning of time. People will still use the classic Punisher symbol. And what it will be saying is that the old Punisher is badass. The old Marvel is badass. And that these SJWs can, there's nothing that these SJWs can do about it. Um, I mean, I think the way the comic book industry and what it's been showing lately is getting a lot of, um, you know, I guess more conservative type people up in arms about, things you know uh, i'm kind i kind of feel this guy with uh on it a little bit um he kind of blames it a little bit on um you know how the punisher is liked by the police and the military and have a lot of this like whole defund the police and uh blm type protests you know how like i'm like i just mentioned you know disney's obviously really liberal i mean if you don't know that then you're living under a rock you know but um uh, in my opinion, this guy kind of he comes out here pretty strong uh, worded, you know, Van Skyver does. I, I'm not familiar with the guy, but like I said, he's a uh, the DC ex artist and whatnot. And he's just kind of um, kind of smash bashing on Marvel for wanting to change it and how uh, yeah. a lot of police force and like military force kind of use that, uh, you know, the you know, Frank Castle moniker and whatnot and yeah. um people some people just don't like things change and i can kind of attest to it because they they kind of they didn't just add a little bit to it they completely changed it and if you guys have a chance go online and check out the picture and give us your yeah. opinions down I in mean, the comments but if in my opinion if, if that's really the reason like I, i'm sure no one will ever cop to it but if what he's saying is true and like how they say, you know, it's kind of connected with like the military or the police, you know, like supporting like just the logo. And then that if that's like the reason why they want to change it, then Marvel's got a bunch of seven year olds in their front office. Like that is one of the pettiest things I've seen in this whole cancel culture um, era that we that we've been living in and going through. So I hope to God that that's not the case. But if it is, then that's sad. Super, super sad. I mean, more than Mr. Potato Head, Council Mr. Potato Head. It's that was just, pretty sad. That's, that's dumb. That's so, dumb. Mike, how about Dark Horse, man? You heard the news? 
Dark Horse Comics. New. Dark Horse Comics. Dark Horse Comics originally started in 1986. Have you been aware of that, Mike? Uh, yeah, I did know that they started in the 80s. I didn't know specifically 86. Um, yeah, they're headquartered in Milwaukee, Oregon, not Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But yeah, founded in 1986 by Mike Richardson based on the idea of establishing an ideal atmosphere for creative professionals. Writers and artists were treated as partners. This formula attracted top creative talent. And 35 years later, the company has grown to become the third, not the first, not the second. We know who those are, but the third. Who would have thought? Not Image, not Boom, but the third Dark Horse publisher in the United States was a successful track record producing films and TV series. Mike, they will be sold. Did you hear Dark Horse is being sold to a Swiss entity? Mike, this is breaking news here. What, so, what, are you eat, what are you eating? I want breaking news for the fans. What are you eating? Are you munching on some goldfish over there or what? Yeah, some pretzel goldfish. At that. Those are those are actually pretty good. They are. Not bad. Um, no, um, I mean, are they, you know, my question is, is what's going to change? We're still going to get Hellboy. We're still going to get the classic, you know, Dark Horse uh, comics, you know, like how are they going to change? Yeah, I think they're, we're still going to get the classic uh, stuff. I think that. This is basically an acquisition. Let me tell you who it is. It's going to be Embracer Group. So supposedly Embracer Group, it's uh, going it, to, they have all types of, uh, they're like an umbrella company, man. They got Gearbox wow. Entertainment, Cox Media, Saber Interactive, THQ Nordic, a bunch of, you know, companies that they deal with. Gaming, they're basically huge in the gaming industry. But I, I think, think this is more... For them trying to shift over to the uh, more streaming world, you know the oh, press. You know they say that dark horse IPs are attractive for future transmedia exploration, including mm-hmm. the creation of new video games, and that dark horse has over forty projects in development. Guys, have you guys known this? Forty projects in development at Netflix, Amazon, Sci-Fi, Sony, MGM, Universal, and Warner Media. Because when like Alex tells us all the time, oh, I think these, I think they're getting sold for a for a movie. I think they're getting sold for a series. Mm, yeah. You might not be lying because man, Damn, if forty Dark projects, Horse got could, forty projects. If, you know, if if, if, if uh, three quarters, if seventy five percent, if if thirty of them actually get made, that could be a cash cow for this company. Yeah, and they're going big. Uh, Mike Richardson, the former CEO, or he's no, he's the founder and the CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really excited on. Uh, what they have to offer. You have um, an amount? How much they're buying it for? Um, that's not disclosed yet, I don't believe. Okay. I think that that's going to come out in early 2022 from what I've read. But um, Dark Horse, 181 employees across the um, basically the West Coast, Oregon, and Los Angeles. Uh, okay. Man, I, I, I don't know, man. I think that could be good for them. From what, yeah, exactly. From what I'm getting out of it, Michael, that it's going to be good for Dark Horse, that it's not really going to change much in the company, in what uh, the product and the services that we're receiving from the company. What it's just going to do is basically going to offer the buying company more rights to be able to grow their brand and their umbrella to mm-hmm. under the Dark Horse label, really. But I think Dark okay. Horse is going to continue being what it is, Mike. So. Shout out to them making more money and getting bigger, really, in Europe nice. and whatnot. Could be good news for them for sure. Um, well, if you're done, 
myself and my voice are definitely done <laughs> for the week uh, leading up to Christmas Day. Um, I had fun. Episode 136. I had a, a lot of fun with the naughty and nice list of, of, of this year. That's the first annual. We'll definitely be doing that next year. But um, uh, if, if this is it, then take them away. Take them away for a Christmas edition of the Comic Bookies podcast, sir. Definitely, 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 man. Episode 136. We're glad to have you back from Disneyland, Mike. Mm-hmm. As you still recover your little cold that you got down there in Southern California. <laughs> but nonetheless, we are still going strong. We are going to go strong into the new year. Uh, I think that the way the holidays land with uh, thanks, uh, with uh, Christmas being on a Saturday and with us recording on Tuesday, we might be able to get a new year episode out there. It's going to be up to the host here if he's going to want to be able to do it. Because oh, obviously, yeah, sure. I know um, Sean's going to be out. Unless you guys want to hear my voice solo. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how good that will sound. But nonetheless, uh, we'll see how it goes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody all over the world. Thank you, everybody all over the United States. And wherever you guys listen to this podcast from abroad and all different countries that we are downloaded at, we appreciate you. We always do. And we ask you guys to always check out our sponsor at Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. You guys can check them out at TI Comics on mainly a lot of these social media apps out there. You guys can always check us out. We are the Comic Bookies podcast at the Comic Bookies on Twitter at the Comic Bookies on Instagram. If you guys want to email us and tell us how good we are, how bad we are, or anything in between, there we are the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. This has been episode 136. We try to deliver to you the best we can every single week. It has been crazy two years we are almost three years deep into this thing and two of them being goddamn covid years we can't wait for this thing to end we want to get back out there in cons we want to get back out there in games we want to get out there and promote our name man because that's what we do over here at the comic bookie podcast the best way for you to promote our name is to share it share it with your mother share it with your brother share it with anybody that you can because uh the best thing that you can do is do that for us spread the word Word of mouth, leave a comment in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. But thank you. This has been episode 136. We love you. The Comic Bookies Podcast. Mike, let them know. I can guarantee you, sir, that we'll be back for another episode to round out the end of the year. So you'll have not one but two more episodes to uh, round out your December in 2021. But thank you so much for the support. Uh, We all hope that you have a wonderful and safe holiday season. Um, For Sean, who's still on – his uh his paternity Return. leave yep his paternity leave he's a th- he's thoroughly enjoying it um i'm ho- i'm sure we'll get a bunch of stories the the week that he returns but for mark this is mike this has been the common boogies podcast episode 136 christmas edition enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other merry christmas you filthy animals and a hat not not yet it's not a happy new year you guys are getting yeah. one on one yet but Enjoy each other. Always enjoy each other around these holidays. And don't listen to what that goddamn Dr. Fauci says. If they're not unvaccinated, you can still freaking party with them. Love your family. <laughs> Love one another, man. Just uh, don't let any fear be inside of you. We are, uh, we all love each other. So thank you, guys. You guys be safe. And we will see you next week on 137, baby. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.